Hello, this is Mitch Wagner, and welcome to a special short episode of the Light Reading Podcast. I'm here at Cisco Partner Summit. We're in Las Vegas, Sin City. The one sin I've been doing, as always, is gluttony, always a favorite at conferences. Um, And I'm here with Amy Chang from Cisco. Introduce yourself and tell the world what you do for Cisco, please. Thanks, Mitch. So for Cisco, I run our collaboration portfolio. So I'm our executive vice president and GM for that. Hey, great. So I thought we'd start out by sharing uh, the best worst collaboration stories that we have. Um, mine is one that I'm especially fond of. We were on a very, very business-like meeting and both of us you know, work from a home office. And the gentleman I was speaking with, one of the people on the call, his small dog was over his shoulder and jumping up on top of a credenza to try to get out an open window. And he had this very, very serious business-like face on when he was doing it, and the dog behind him is like going up and down and up and down and up and down. And I finally just cracked up laughing. I said, we got to start again, and you got to stop your dog. So (laughs) anyway, what what is your best, worst collaboration story? Okay, so we were on a call with probably 50 people, and we'd asked all non-speakers to mute, right? And it was supposed to be a discussion, so it was fine if people weighed in. But there was one woman who was very upset with her teenage son. And I believe she was speaking in Hindi, but she was too busy screaming at him so she couldn't hear us asking her to mute. And this tirade went on for 12 minutes. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) And so it was... was quite funny but very long okay. so i think that uh, your technology will i think it's safe to say we'll do nothing to solve my problem or yours uh, on our various horror calls actually that's not that's not entirely true so okay. one of the things we're doing is for yours anyway canceling background noise and in our new desk pro if something is happening in your home office in the background it's one touch and the entire background gets blurred. One more touch, and it turns into whatever standard office in the background you want. And what we're doing is discerning where the edges of your face are in order to display your face on top of that other environment. Green screen style. It's fantastic. That dog would be gone. Well, actually, I think I want that jumping dog in the background of every video conference that I do, because that would be awesome. Anyway... Let's talk about some things that are more mainstream for Cisco's <laughs> business. Let's talk about what, what, are, what are some of the things that service providers can be doing with you guys to, uh, to help build up collaboration business. I love this question. We were just talking about that in the keynote today. So one of the things we find with our service provider partners is they really like to brand the experience and the user experience specifically for their users, right? So you find that your AT&Ts and BTs and Oranges and, and these major service providers provide a very distinctive experience for their businesses that come to them. And one of the things that we've done is really platformized and really made the platform modular such that distinctive and customized services on top of the WebEx platform can be created and the user experience can be completely white labeled. So our SP partners are quite excited about that. Okay. And do they, do you find them bundling uh, the, the collaboration with, with other services? Does it become a foot in the door for them? Yes, we do. And we also find them bundling the sub portions of the collaboration business as well. So if you look at our unified uh, client right now, our unified user experience across calling, messaging, meetings, that's a bundle, right? And as is calling with phones, as is meetings with video devices. Okay. So what, what do enterprises expect today from, um, from collaboration services? I remember when it's like, here's your email address, here's your cell phone, here's your desk phone, go to it. 
I think it's a little more sophisticated today, right? <laughs> yes. I think employee expectations, given the, the consumerization of enterprise apps, they expect the experience to be fantastic. I mean, if I'm going to spend this much time at work, I'd like to spend it within an environment and using tools I actually enjoy using. And I don't think that's a crazy expectation. I think that's an expectation they should have in a standard they should hold us to. Okay, so what is, what's some of the stuff that you guys rolled out today? Let's talk about that a little bit. I would love to talk about that. I thought you might. I, I would love to. <laughs> so the unified client is calling messaging meetings brought into one. But the beauty of it is we have such a footprint on our premise-based client side. And we never want to rush customers into switching from prem to cloud before they're ready. So what we've done is modernize their premise-based experience in place so that when they do switch, I showed this Coke versus Pepsi taste test challenge of the two screens, our unified client on-prem, our unified client in the cloud. And I asked, can you tell which is which, right? Which is Coke, which is Pepsi? You can't. And that's the whole point. Because if we modernize properly in place on-prem, then when they switch to cloud, no employee retraining is needed. The green button to call is the green button to call. And the red button to hang up is the red button to hang up. It's as easy as that. And that's the whole point there, right? So that was one of the launches. Another one was hardware as a service, because what we've done is bring our phones and our video devices into Flex, which means that customers can buy via very evenly spaced, smaller OPEX, versus a big CapEx balloon right up front. Because what we've seen is in this workplace transformation movement, there are many, many companies that are blanketing entire campuses with video devices, right? Blanketing entire campuses because they want to allow people to work from where they need to work from, right? In a mobile way, but still collaborate actively with folks who are in the office. Okay, so we're going to take a little break for one minute here. And then when we come back, I'm going to ask you what some of the long-term trends we're looking at for the future of collaboration will be. Um, All right, we'll be back in one moment. And we're back. What are some of the long-term trends that we can expect to see in collaboration? Well, we made a bunch of announcements today around cognitive collaboration and around contact center as well. And I think those are two areas that are going to massively heat up. On the cognitive side, you'll notice we didn't talk about it until we had people and company insights incorporated into WebEx. And that's different than how we used to do it. And it's distinctive. No other collaboration platform on earth has those capabilities, nor are they easy to obtain. The only other player with those assets is LinkedIn via Microsoft. So on the cognitive side, we just showcased Voicea today as well. And that's advanced speech recognition. And that's bringing AI ML into WebEx such that you can do real-time transcription real-time translation, and actual discernment of what's being said. So Omar demoed saying, for example, EVA, which stands for Enterprise Voice Assistant, please put this on, please put a team dinner at catch on my calendar for 7 p.m. tonight. And it showcased EVA actually generating a calendar entry and putting it onto Omar's calendar. But that level of real active assistant is coming. And if you were in the keynote today, you could see the transcription typing out. And when Omar said, Eva, translate into Spanish, it immediately flipped into Spanish. And the whole crowd went, ooh. (laughs) 
which was pretty fantastic. So you would have been able to tell what that woman was saying to her kid and what horrible and perhaps humorous thing that teenager was doing. (laughs) But I'm pretty sure she would not have wanted that. (laughs) So what can we expect to see in like three years and five years? What's, What's in the science fiction future? So I showcase some of that too. And it won't take three or five years, but... In the near, in the let's say medium to, to near future, AR VR coming in to web conferencing. So we showed that in the keynote today as well. So I had Omar put on some AR VR goggles, and we actually showcased what we will be bringing to market in future in terms of augmented reality and virtual reality glasses that make it possible to manipulate 3D objects together on a conference call. So that would be useful for design, architecture, that kind of thing. Manufacturing, healthcare, education, all of those verticals. All right. I believe we have collaborated enough for this brief mini episode here. Thanks for joining us, Amy. It was a pleasure. Thanks for listening to the Light Reading Podcast. This podcast is edited and produced by Tian Fu in New York. Our show notes are all available at lightreading.com. As a reminder, you can get the Light Reading Podcast from Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify, SoundCloud, and dozens of other platforms and apps. Thanks again for listening, and thanks for getting your telecom news from lightreading.com.